welcome to the brand new episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. I'm your host, Roscoe Kennison, and I'm here with Mr. Greg Hicks. Good evening. And Mr. Paul Collett. How do you do? How are we doing, sir? We all right? Uh, I'm okay. Um, I'm very, very disappointed about Liverpool, obviously. Um, yes. And I'm very disappointed my bike got stolen, of all things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather Liverpool won the league than we still have a bike, if that makes any sense. So... Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Greg, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Um, been busy at work this weekend. Unfortunately, it was my turn, but otherwise, I am well. Grand. Uh, Sean, unfortunately, is not with us this week. He's decided to go to Spain with his family. Outrageous, but we'll rude. let it go. It is rude. Just right, how, rude. Dare he, how dare he take nine days off to be with himself and family? I mean, God. Well, who <laughs> does that? Seriously. Who does he think he is? <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, um, if he, if he listens to this when it goes out, then uh, I hope you're having a good time, Sean. And if you're not listening to this, good. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> don't listen to this whilst you're on holiday. Wait till you get back. I think that's an idea. Sean's not here, but that's okay. Which means we won't be having a quiz this week uh, because none of us have uh, smart enough to actually do it ourselves. So that will come. <laughs> uh, I think the timing that he will be on next week. So fingers crossed, the quiz will be back next week. If that's what you've tuned in uh, tuned in for, I'm sorry, it won't be here. This week. I like that we didn't even. I like that we didn't even deny it. We're just like, yeah, we're we're not clever enough to think of a quiz. Yeah, we're not, not clever enough, and also very lazy. I think is also <laughs> there is that. There is that. So yeah, the quiz will return next week. Uh, right. So as ever, we're going to start with what we've been playing. Who should I go to first? Uh, Paul Collett. What have you been playing this week? Well, uh, I've been playing. I've been playing um, Days Gone still, uh, working my way through that. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's not it's not quite the game that they sold to us, I don't think. But um, I'm enjoying it. it, it if, if you want the zombie chaos, you need to go to World War Z because that is just mental. I mean, this, uh, Days Gone is probably a, more of a thinking man's kind of zombie game, but um, it's very good. And I'm hoping to get it finished because there's some more games coming out, and I've got no time. So you know, uh, I'm playing for it ASAP. We got a bit uh, spoiled with zomb- with zombies in World War Z. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Those uh, those sequences where you know the zombies are tearing it across the bridge or climbing up the um, climbing up the mall, you know, it's just insane to to watch. And it, it, the hordes aren't aren't quite as exciting. No, it's it, it, it's funny because yeah, when you see, uh, especially within the mall, when you see uh, the first wave of zombies climbing up, you just think, oh, this is insane. We've never seen anything like it. Uh, and all of the, uh, the hordes in uh, Days Gone, you know, they're pretty impressive. They're by nowhere near as big number. Um, especially if you think back to the trade when it first got revealed. I mean, it looked like there's just swarms and swarms of them, but they're not really that big. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a bit more thinking man's game. You can't just shoot way through it. You have to sort of like, I mean, once they see you, you're pretty much guaranteed to die. Uh, especially in the early stages. Um, it's, still, it's still impressive. I mean, uh, I put a video on Twitter the other day uh, where the sort uh, it's hauled was just walking past me and I was hiding in the bush, and it's quite tense. But, yeah, I kind of, like, longed for the kind of chaos that uh, World War Z uh, brings to the party. Do you think you're going to finish it? Um, I'm going to try. I mean, I keep saying that. Um, I thought I was going to finish Division, but then Days Gone come along, so I haven't <laughs> finished Division. <laughs> uh, no doubt another game come along before... For long, and uh, so it's probably go on a pile of games I need to finish, but um, I'm hoping to. 
when you say you games, at, that are, games that are coming out, are you going to jump on Rage and stuff next week? Probably not Rage. Isn't it? Uh, I'm terrible. I've lost track of all the games coming out, but I know there's another one coming out pretty soon. Probably, I think it might be thinking Star Wars game. I can't remember. Um, anyway, games coming out plenty. So, uh, but what I really want to do is get back into Anthem, but that's another topic for later on. Yeah, we'll talk about Anthem a little bit later See on. See what I've done there? I love it. I love yeah. it. Get ready. <laughs> Good old Anthem chat is incoming. Greg, what have you been playing this week? Uh, like Paul, I've been playing Days Gone, but I'm, I've got a different opinion to Paul. Uh, I'm not saying he's wrong. Um, How dare you was... have a different opinion? <laughs> I, when I first saw Days Gone, I thought it was just going to be, uh, uh, funny enough, a World War Z, Left 4 Dead, like knockoff. I remember the original trailer was, uh, you know, you're just running constantly, lots of zombies, and I thought, oh, I can't be bothered with these. Just const- it almost looked like a constant runner of shooting, and I just went, no, I'm not interested. I didn't really watch a lot of the reveal trailers and stuff like that. Uh, I picked it up because I traded in Sekiro, as we mentioned the other week, which I'm still totally not bitter about. <laughs> and I'm I'm actually loving it. I'm actually really enjoying Days Gone. I'm pleasantly surprised. I've, I've gone in blind to the story. I'm really enjoying it. I'm taking my time with it and just exploring the world. And the way I've put it to people and they ask what it's like is The Last of Us crossed with the Mad Max game that came out. The sort of wilderness, foresty non-zombie zombies of last of us and the upgrading uh vehicle maintenance of mad max i'm really enjoying it uh, i haven't got very far in the story yet i just started upgrading some weapons and my skills are a bit better so i'm not getting completely mauled i haven't taken on a horde yet but i'm enjoying it uh i'm also playing snooker nation for uh, review tell me, tell me all about snooker nation for a game about <sighs> snooker it's really boring i mean who <laughs> thought it's shocking. Uh, my review will be out later this week, so I'm just going to give you the cliff notes now. Terrible interface. <laughs> it's really uninspiring and boring, and that music on the menu on loop is going to make me go postal and murder someone. <laughs> the actual gameplay is uh, not great. If you want to, if you want, I never thought I'd be saying this as a sales pitch, but if you want a really good snooker game at the moment, play Snooker 19 instead. Yes, do that. If and you really I'm, want a snooker game, then yeah, yeah. get snooker 19. <laughs> I mean, if if you were one of the four people across the nation that play snooker anyway, you probably would have bought it by now. And yeah, I've also been playing um, Sniper Elite V2 Remaster, which is out on Tuesday. It's you're probably wondering why like they picked that one to remaster. Uh, as we asked Rebellion at Res, they said it's just the biggest selling or the best selling Sniper Elite, and I can see that because. Mm. Three was good, but I kind of got lost in the open world side of it. I think there was too much to do in in any audio. And same with Sniper Elite Four. I haven't really played much of that because I got very overwhelmed with the the large, epic, like island style maps. So going back to V2 and its sort of corridor levels uh, is is actually quite. Nice. I know we always we crave open world games for some reason. I don't understand why all the time. There's nothing wrong with like corridor shooters. I know Gears of War killed it a little bit but v2 i remember being really good back in the 360 when i played it so playing a shinier version now is very good i graphically like any port it's not a rebuild it's it's a port mm. so it's it's had it's it's had a redoing of textures but it's still the same browns we had back in the heydays of cover base shooters and the serious you know brown and grays of military shooters but it looks good. Uh, one of the nice options as well, if you are playing on Pro uh, or the Xbox One X, is you can choose in the options to favor the resolution or favor the gameplay. 
So you can choose to have slightly crisper presentation at the risk of a bit of screen tear and lagging, or you can have not a graphical degradation, but you can have the the smoothness of moving the camera, uh, which is good because obviously looking through a sniper scope, you don't want people screen splitting and lagging across. Uh, it's good. I had a bit of a control issue at the start, but they've patched it out, so it's quite nice now that they've remedied that. Cool, that's nice. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Actually, I think I probably will stick with it and play it through again, just because I'm a trophy hunter and it's nice to pop some heads in in 4K. I mean, yeah. Yes, they've they've made better use of that in Sniper Elite Four, but there's something about V2 just made it fun, really. What do you think it was about V2 that makes it the most popular one over over the subsequent uh, Sniper Elite I th- games? I, th- I think, well, in my opinion, like I said a minute ago, to me it's the the corridor shooter. You're not getting overwhelmed and flanked from four different angles. Uh, yeah. I think you you can get flanked. Obviously, you can be in a building and you can you can set traps up for an enemy to come up behind you uh so there is that element of tactical play there but what i didn't like about three and four is you could snipe someone you, you target from 200 meters away but if anyone's near you from behind that's 100 meters away and they hear the shot they're going to get to you before you've had time to run away from the other lot mm-hmm. and okay. i mean i i should be aware of that because it's an open world game and i'm not saying that i'm terrible at the concept of running away and hiding i think it just they tried to make more of an. They tried to make more of an open world nature of the game, like Just Cause. You know, you you can flee from anything in Just Cause, can't you? GTA, you can hop in a car and drive away. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, you've got your, your horse, your D Walker, your jeeps, whatever you can escape. Whereas Sniper Elite, you're bound to like absolutely cheese it across the map on foot or hide in a bush for sometimes up to 10 minutes when the guards come around didn't enjoy that <laughs> uh, so with with v2 i think it's a more streamlined progression you a to b shooting targets on the way i mean you you are pretty much forced to kill everyone along the way mm. uh but then as sean has said before any excuse to kill nazis is a good excuse <laughs> nice. so nice. I, I think i think i think it's the cathartic nature of it that you can just it's a, it's a thinking man's it's a thinking man's third person shooter or first person down the scope. Uh, you don't have to worry about open world tactics and planning. You just trudge through, sniping your way through, popping heads. Awesome. I think that's what made it enjoyable for me the first time around. Cool. Well, that's uh, Sniper Elite V2 Remastered, which is due on Tuesday. And my review will be up towards the end of the week. Fantastic. Is, um, it, is that is that the one? Sorry, is that the one with the VR? Or is that a separate game entirely? Haven't seen any VR functionality on it. I think they've talked about something. Um, did we ask Rebellion that at Res? I can't remember. Um, I think what the plan is, that there's a Sniper Elite VR game coming this year. It's part of the slate of the Sniper Elite series that's coming out. That's, over the next that few sounds months. more familiar, yeah. Yes, so there is one incoming. It's just not packaged with uh, V2 Remastered. I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just thinking of how a VR Sniper Elite would work, because unless you're playing the bullet... You're just shooting, in here, right? I'd, I'd imagine that every time you go into the scope, you'd probably be able to m- manipulate the scope with VR, I guess. Or you could see the surroundings. Oh, actually, tell the truth. I, I reviewed a game um, a while back called... Um, what's it called? America something. Um, this is America? I can't remember. It's a VR game. Like, basically, everything uh, uh, done. God bless America. That's it. Yeah. 
Uh, and you know, everything was based around using guns, so flipping burgers, you're shooting burgers. It, it was very funny, but a little bit. Um, but there was there was a uh, a sniper section and used both the move controllers to sort of line up like you would do a bow and arrow in VR for it to line up the uh, the uh, sniper scope. And that's quite good. So I guess it'd be a, a good version of that. I just suddenly I can't mean, to me, I think it would just. The, the the sort of comparison I would think of would be Silent Scope, you know, the old Konami game. Oh yeah, old school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I play it like there's an arcade near me that's got one of the cabs where you can actually you've actually got the mounted scope and you have to look through the rifle scope to to be able to see because there's no crosshair on screen. You have to use the scope. That's the sort of thing I can think of. Yeah, but yeah. um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens when they announce it. Paul, have you got a um, have you got one of those the aim controllers for the VR? I haven't. I keep meaning uh, to buy one, but then um, uh, so I, I didn't the games get like bad reviews or something. Uh, the game that come packaged with got like a really bad uh, far um, point, yeah, yeah. And then there's obviously that kind of uh, I'm terrible with game names today, but there's that one with the uh, 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 fuck's sake, what's it called? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, you're like a marine kind of dude, and you're just you know, it, it got bad bad reviews as well. Um, so I never really bothered picking one up because until Firewall, blood, blood and something comes out. Um, blood and truth. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a pretty good thing out. we haven't got a quiz on today, isn't it? Oh god. Yes. <laughs> blood and um, truth. Uh, yeah, that's not too far away now. Yes. So um, I think that might be worth picking one up for. But I'll probably probably guarantee that they'll go up in price because blood and truth is going to be amazing. And so these things that are probably like a tenner in CEX at the moment probably got up to like 50 quid because, you know, that's what you do. Yeah, so I, I jump on it now, if I were you. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, you see what they did with the move controllers. Oh, it's disgusting. It is. It's it. It's a real pain in the ass. I really actually fancy getting back into VR because of Blood and Truth. But, you know, I'm not paying the same price for the headset as I am for the controllers. It's no. not happening, Sony. No. Sorry. It's a yeah, it's a, it's a joke. I mean, these these things. I mean, you know, kudos that they brought back these things that are like dead and buried once the move uh, failed miserably. Um, yeah. But yeah, to sell them at a premium, I mean, even when they first came out, it wasn't that expensive. Do you know what I mean? It was it was just, just sort your lives out, Sony. It's not good. <laughs> sort your life out, Sony. Yeah, damn All it. Right. Sort it out. I'd love to tell you what I've been playing this week, but I can't. Um, because I've been playing a game that's out on Tuesday. Um, it's not that one, it's the other one. Uh, so I can't tell what's you about that, it. What's, what's the other one? Well, the other one is Rage 2. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't been playing Rage 2, but I've been playing another game, which I am i can't say anything about, but it's a game that I've been wanting to play for a while, and I am it, it's living up to my expectations. Let's just say that. Well, I've got the impression that you've, you've enjoyed it by the uh, constant messages you kept sending in the group the group chat hey 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 don't say that man that's me breaking embargo Shush. No, no no that's me breaking embargo okay <laughs> so, so breaking embargo by proxy i like it exactly <laughs> no man i'm breaking the embargo on your behalf son it's all right don't worry about it <laughs> thanks man uh, right. but yeah uh, that's really all, all i've been playing this week actually i haven't picked up days gone all week which is disappointing because I, I do want to get back into it but you know what it's like when you get a game to review you got to put your energy into it so uh, yeah, that all the embargo lifts on Tuesday, so look out for that review then. And that's about it, really, apart from a bit more Run Race 3D on my phone. I've been playing this mobile game; it's driving me crazy. Run and Race it's, 3D. Yeah, it's like um, it's like speedrunners, 
Um, I, I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, Speedrunners, I've played that. Uh, oh, yes, where it's yes, just yes, like yes. four of you jumping up and down and you just have to be the last one standing essentially before the level takes you out. And uh, it's just a mobile version of that. And it's fun. And it's free to play. And uh, yeah, I, we don't plug mobile games very much here at Big Guns. But yeah, that's one worth checking out, I think. Excellent. Uh, right, so let's crack on then with uh, the first bit of news, which was the State of Play event that Sony dropped this week. It was a 10-minute showcase, and we're looking at things like uh, the brand new Monster Hunter, um, a bit of a deep dive into Medieval, and of course, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which apparently is still a thing. I mean, yeah. who knew that when they announced it, it would actually come out, um, which is uh, it's just crazy to imagine. Greg, I was having a, a look, look at the list of things that are coming out. Does anything from uh, State of Play, does it excite you? Funny you mentioned Final Fantasy VII. I'm one of those people that's always been pining for a remake. I'm not going to go on record and say that Final Fantasy VII is A, the best game ever, and B, the best Final Fantasy, but if you're going to remake any of them, it should be seven because it deserves uh, you know, a graphical overhaul because it is a horrible, clunky mess. But I'm kind of not sure about the episodic side of it, and I'm kind of not very excited about the real-time combat. I can see why they've done it, because... You know, Kingdom Hearts is massively popular. Final Fantasy XV was massively popular. But at the same time, so were other games like Bravely Default on the 3DS, which was turn-based, and Octopath Traveler on the Switch. Fortunately, you've got to go with what the masses like, and Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy XV have sold more. So I can see why they've done it, to keep people going, because turn-based isn't as popular as it was. But I don't know what they're going to do with it. It looks... I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm excited, cautious about it at the same time. It looks pretty though. It does look pretty. You can't you can't not square soft on that. Square Square Enix. Sorry, square we're, Enix. we're 2019 now. Yeah, the actual Enix. Um, I remember I remember Enix when they used to make great RPG. Oh god, I sound really old now. <laughs> I remember the day. I, I, remember, I remember back in the day. They made one of my favorite games the all time, and then they got bought by Square. Yeah, I mean, this is only really <laughs> the second time we've seen uh, Final Fantasy VII remake since its reveal in 2015. 2015. The Holy Trinity of E3. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. That's Final that, Fantasy that VII was, Remake, um, Shemu 3, and The Last Guardian were all announced at E3, uh, Sony's so E3 conference, and it was just, it was it was incredible. The Last Guardian had been and gone now, unfortunately, and that didn't really, uh, you know, live up to expectations. The Last Guardian was good, yeah, but it didn't, it didn't live up to uh, 11 years of game development, I don't think. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I got past, played the first level. I thought, oh, this is just boring. I have to turn it off. Terrible. You didn't finish it. No. Nah. Oh, mate. Oh, it's, I'm not going to champion it as the best game ever, but it was good. It was a, it was a spectacle. I mean, I, I loved the I loved the whole concept of it and and everything like that. But it's just I don't know. It's just something about these um these games like Ico Edit and Shadow Colossus Edit. It's just that the controls just don't feel very good. And I don't, oh yeah, I don't, totally, totally. No, I get that. that yeah, and that does, uh, that, you know, if I can't sort of connect with the, the character, I'm kind of, I kind of lose interest. And I'm but really bad I, will, I will say, I will say, if you play the Shadow of the Colossus remake now, they have actually, uh, um, you can change to a more modern control scheme. Oh, okay, interesting. And it's amazing. That's my two cents. Uh, Paul, does the Final Fantasy VII remake, does it get you excited? Are you excited to play through that? No, before, to be honest with you. Because... <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> no, no, I don't get me wrong. I loved Final Fantasy VII. It was, it was uh, uh, on the PlayStation at the time. It was just, I don't know, it's something we'd never played before. And it had, it had such a strong 
story um, and characters, uh, and it was a it was a product of its time. And I think it's a, it's a little bit like Star Wars um, in the sense that I, I I believe that the original Star Wars films, uh, four, five, and six, should have stayed as three films because they were a product of their time and they were special and they held a, a certain magic to the people who grew up with them. Um, and as much as we kind of always wanted to see more Star Wars, I didn't think it's a good idea to have more Star Wars because it kind of ruins the, uh, I don't know, the dream of it, so, so, so to speak. And I think Final Fantasy VII is a little bit like that. It's such a legendary game that I don't think warranted a remake because uh, it, it kind of it would lose its magic. And I think the magic of the Final Fantasy VII was the blocky graphics, the, you know, the, the terrible bitmappy PlayStation chugging along, all this kind of stuff. Um, and it, it had its time, and I think it should sort of stay there because it's, it's one of those games that won't particularly age in terms of gameplay because it's a it's just a, an RPG. So you go in the, you know, the open world, you battle, you level up, and it's the same thing. Is You might have, like, swanky graphics, but the game's going to be kind of the same. And... Uh, no, no, I'm just I'm more, I think it should be left as the kind of as the product it was originally. Um, that's Fair just, enough. Just my, uh, you know, humble opinion. No, nice. you've made your you, you've made your point concisely. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I think there is a a section of fans that probably do agree with you on that. You know, Square Enix seem to be putting a lot into this thing because we're not seeing much about it. There will be a more reveal in June, which I guess will be E3. In some capacity, PlayStation aren't there this year, but something will happen um, in regards to Final Fantasy VII there. I guess that'll be on the Square Enix stage. Um, so, yeah, there's there's probably are some people that aren't really all that fussed about it, but, you know, you don't have to play it, do you? Well, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested uh, to see how it goes. I mean, I might, I might end up getting it because I, I did really enjoy the first game. Um, yeah. um, although, I must admit, I think I prefer Final Fantasy IX to seven, but, you know... <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Wow, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I know. See, I, but so, I, you know, I prefer um, eight. Eh? I prefer eight. Oh, well, see. We're going to like a big fight off now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, man. And I, I haven't played any of them. Have you not? So that's exciting. Um, I, played, I played seven when the original version of it got ported to PS4. And that was the first time I'd ever played it. Uh, because I didn't have a PlayStation growing up, so I, all these Final Fantasy games just passed me by completely. Oh, um, so, you know, I'm excited to play Remake just because I haven't really played Final Fantasy VII all that much. I was going to say, just to sort of throw an opinion out there, I know I said a minute ago that I'm not, I'm cautious because of the way they're changing it. Da, 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 da. But then look at Resident Evil 2. Now I'm biased because I love Resident Evil 2 anyway, but I mean, that is a completely different game and it's fantastic. So let's. I might try and be optimistic about Final Fantasy VII. It's more, it's more the episodic thing that I think that's going to be a bit weird. It depends on how, how paced out they're going to be. Are they going to be ready to go, or are they going to be Half-Life Episode One, Two, and yeah. blank? So we'll see. Yeah. I mean that's the thing, P. I mean, um, yeah, the Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out in episodes. So if you play the first one and you don't like it, then you don't have to play the rest. True. That's, that's always a good. Uh, Which is something. Point. Um, oh, man, you and Resident Evil Two, seriously. What? Bloody Capcom. What have you done to this guy? <laughs> uh, talking of Capcom, segue, uh, Monster Hunter World has got themselves a massive-ass DLC, which was announced at uh, State of Play, called Iceborne, which opens uh, the, the video and looked rather impressive. Um, Greg, did you play Monster Hunter World? Is that a thing? I am um, still currently playing it. 
<laughs> not right this second, but I'm I'm still making my way through it. I as I said in my in our games of the year thing last year, I started it. Um, um, friend of mine dropped off. Stop. We stopped playing. Oh, he he went ahead and finished it because I was moving house at the time, so I didn't finish it. Traded it in for something else. And then when I wrote about it, I was like, you know what? I really want to go back to Monster Hunter, and I picked it up again on the cheap. I'll be playing it again recently, but because there's such a wealth of things out at the moment, Days Gone, Sekiro, etc. I haven't gone back to it in the last few weeks, but I really want to finish it. And I'm quite looking forward to this Iceborne as well. Cool. Well, I I, it's, it's, on... it's, it makes me sound like a hypocrite because I called Paul out for not finishing uh, Final Fantasy VII, but I haven't finished Monster Hunter. Sorry, man. No one's going to hold it against you. <laughs> uh, no, it's Monster Hunter World is really good. Uh, like most people, it was my first real sort of foray into monster hunter games i I remember them from back in the playstation 2 when uh we used to sell them at game station i never really got into it because i think i was told it was it was predominantly online and i never really had the ps2 online just because it was a faff and so i never really bothered and then they all came out on the ds and whatnot but yeah like many people i gave monster hunter world a go and it's it's really good so i'm looking forward to ice one cool uh due on september 6th so you got plenty of time to finish it well you say that I'm sure nothing will come out in between now and then. <laughs> um, what else? The, the, another big thing was, of course, um, the reveal of a new Predator game, uh, which is called Predator Hunting Grounds, which is a four-player co-op Predator attacking shooter thing, which uh, oh, reminds me God. reminds me so much of Evolve. I was just about to say Evolve, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the trailer's really nice. There was no gameplay in it, but it was um, it was a really nice reveal seeing Predator all kind of invisible watching this uh, this crew trying to find him. So, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. Like, it looks like a game that we could all... It sounds like they've used together. the original... Sorry, Ross, I interrupted you, Karen. No, it's all right. Crack on. I was going to say, it sounds like they've used the original... Uh, it might be Alan Silvestri, I'm not sure, but the, the original score as well, with the sort of the jungle music in the background. And that, that's what got me really hyped in the trailer. But I'm also a bit annoyed that you managed to build it up and knock it down in one sentence by saying, new Predator game that's four-player online. <laughs> well, that's just, that's got the uh, Friday Thirty written all over it, isn't it? Kind of thing, which we had a lot of fun playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's made by the same guys. So, oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's you know, Friday the Thirteenth was good and it was a lot of fun, but it did have some issues. Yes. So hopefully, uh, it will be a little bit shinier, have a bit more of a spit and polish than uh, Friday the Thirteenth did. And, it, does, uh, yeah. it does look quite polished, even though it was, oh, no, it was pre-rendered, but it did look quite mm. polished. If one of us gets to be Predator and I can just hunt all you guys down, that'd be sweet. You know, when I get Predator, I'm going to say, what does this button do? You know it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all, you hear is, uh, all you hear is the shoulder cannon going across the jungle and it's Paul going, oh, that's what it does. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So much oh, more stealth, oh, stealth mode. Fucking hell! <laughs> oh, crikey, how do I cloak? How do I cloak? <laughs> Crikey, I don't oh. say crikey. That's a very uh, family-friendly word there, Greg. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's due at some point in 2020. So we haven't got to worry about that one for a little while. But it looks it looks, uh, it looks fun. And so that's probably one worth getting excited about because the four of us will jump on that and we'll be terrible at it. But we'll play it anyway because that's what we do. 100%. Now, this is a game, uh, the Medieval game, which is getting remade as well. Again, another game that I never played back in the day because it was PlayStation exclusive. Should I be excited about this? Because it didn't look all that exciting to me. Oh, I wouldn't be, no. Okay, cool. Cheers, Paul. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, 
There seems to be a distinct lack of those 3D platformers these days, and I really enjoy them. So I'm, I'm kind of generally welcome uh, remakes like that. But it was, it wasn't particularly great in the first place. So I'm not quite sure why they chose that one particularly to like remake. You know, we had uh, Ratchet and Clank, didn't we, on the PS4? That kind of got a uh, new game, and that was oh, great. So good. Yeah, exactly. That was that was a great game. That's worth remaking. You know, they should like pick Jack and Daxter or something like that. Another. Uh, 3D sort of platformer game, but Medieval just didn't, it had no kind of fun about it. It was just a bit lame, you know? So I can't stand that one. It's a mystery, that is. Okay, Greg, what do you think? I'm with Debbie Downer on this one. I didn't actually like Medieval. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually like Medieval when it first came out. Uh, To me, I just put it in the same category as that um, Jersey Devil. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And I just went, oh, right, okay. Um, I suppose, like, every every remaster is subjective, isn't it? Like, you just said, me with Capcom Resident Evil 2, I will bang the shadow of the Colossus drum until my hands bleed. But I don't care for Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Daxter or anything else that gets ported. So it is purely subjective, but I don't like Medieval. I've never really been a big fan of Dan Fortescue, and I looked at it, I think, when I was a lot younger and went, meh. And I think I played one of the old demo discs and went, yeah, this is just every other 3D platformer at the time. This is a Croc knockoff. This is a Spyro knockoff. This is a, like, Jersey Devil, same sort of, you know, dark, not dark, but, I mean, graveyards, that kind of thing. That's exactly Man, you it. Were, it was a, just you a, were a, a cynical was, child. It was a, it was <laughs> I'm a cynical adult you? as well. <laughs> wait, 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 hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You haven't played the new Ratchet? No. Oh, Man. Man. I now, haven't played any. I haven't played any of the Jack and Daxter trilogy either. Yeah. Well, oh Jack, man. Jack and Daxter sucks. But That's right. Yeah. Wait, you've got especially on your new TV, your new shiny 4K HDR TV. You have to play Ratchet. It's one of the best looking games on the on the system. Oh yeah. Plus, I've played a Pixar game. It is gonna. It's gonna make you weep. That's yeah, a fact. You say Do that. It. But no, medieval again doesn't interest me. I'm like I'm not interested in Spyro. I don't know. I think. I, I liked I liked my platformers on the SNES. There's not really a lot on the uh, on the PlayStation as far as mascots go that I go nuts for. So I, I can take your leave, Medieval. Hmm. I just feel like I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> it's been 20 years. I don't even know you. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, really been about 20 years, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's nearly been 20 years now. Yeah. Good. Good lord. Right. I'm going to see how much Ratchet is on Amazon, and I'm going to send it to you. No, please don't. No, I'm, I'm doing it. You you have no. to experience it. I don't right. have to at all. No, no, you <laughs> do. do it. I can just watch HD YouTube videos and go, all right, cool. Ah, uh, it's not the same. The resolution is <laughs> the same. No, I'll stick to my Shadow of the Colossus remake if I want gorgeous 4K. Thank you. Ah, oh, it's £14 on Amazon. Stop being a dick. Uh, no, save right? yourself £14. I don't want it. 14 <laughs> one, four. Just do it. For God's sake. <laughs> I thought you enjoyed life. Oh, wait, no, who am I talking to? Sorry, that was my mistake. Oh. I apologize. <laughs> um, elsewhere, we've got a couple of new announcements um, in there. There's a, a Riverbond, which is a shoot-and-slash game that looks like a pixelated dungeon crawler heading to PS4. It features a lot of guest appearances and people from other games, including Shovel Knight and Guacamelean Enter the Gungeon. It's pretty cool. Go and check out the trailer. Um, it might be your sort of thing. It's pretty funky. And, um, and then there was a game called Away. Have you guys seen the trailer for this yet? I haven't. It's a... Um, oh, yes, but remind me, because I've literally forgotten. <laughs> uh, essentially, you play as a flying squirrel, 
um, known as a sugar glider. And you just have to survive around basically natural disasters and massive creatures and just basically just, you know, survive to the fittest, really. Um, oh, that's not the game I was thinking of, then. Then a distant future, a series of natural disasters threatens the survival of every species on the planet. As you venture deeper into the wilderness, do you have what it takes to make it out alive? Um, the the trailer's very pretty, and it will look very nice on your brand new TV. Hmm. <laughs> uh, not as nice as Ratchet and Clank, but it will look Arrgh. pretty nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah there's not much information about that yet but uh, it looks pretty cool i'm not gonna play it because at the very end i had to face off against a massive tarantula and fuck that oh god i freaked out of the limbo yeah oh, oh god should... yeah jesus oh, yeah. yeah limbo that's awful absolutely terrifying i mean I, I freaked out of the spiders in bloodborne they were oh, anything with spider related apart from spider-man he's like no thanks yeah yeah exactly that exactly that but fortunately oh. there are no giant spiders in ratchet and clank yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose. No, I mean, like Bloodborne's one of my favourite games, but it's a bit later on where you take on a small horde of um, spiders and. Uh, I was watching the other day. I was watching Kong Skull Island the other day. Have you guys seen that? Uh, I'm aware uh, of it. I haven't seen it because I'm, I'm aware that there's giant spiders in it. Oh, it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a very clever giant spider, though. I, it freaked me out a little bit, but it's worth seeing. They have glasses on. <laughs> Not that clever. <laughs> Eight pairs of glasses on. Eight pairs of glasses, yeah. yeah. Vision Express loved it. Um, um, other opticians are available. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's got a great spider moment in it, I thought. So there you go. Just put a thread in there as we're talking spiders. Okay. Okay. It's good. It's listing off games that I'm never going to play. So that's good. Thank you. Excellent. And movies that I'm never going to watch. I can barely watch Harry Potter, the second one, because it's just full of big-ass spiders, and it's really annoying. Oh, so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, ugh. Just, just fucking stop with the giant spiders. Yeah, no one likes a spider. Things. All right, I've no had enough of it. No one spider, man. Yeah. Oh, man. The only spider I want to see is man. All right. <laughs> uh, have you seen the latest uh, Spider-Man trailer? Far yes. I am looking forward to that. It does look so good. Very, very exciting. Yes. Don't watch the trailer uh, until you've watched Endgame. No, no. Even Tom Holland himself was like, guys, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer. So if you haven't seen Endgame, I mean, you should have by now, shouldn't you? I, I mean, thought so. We need to about... have a discussion about Endgame when Sean's back, because I know he had a few bones of contention with it. Yes. Yes, a big old spoiler special will be quite fun, actually, talking about Endgame with you guys. So hopefully we can make that happen. Well, next, we have a brand new game in the Ghost Recon series, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is coming out later this year from Ubisoft. It's working as a direct sequel to Ghost Recon Wildlands. And so, Paul, um, I know you're a big fan of uh, Wildlands. So did you uh, check out any of the Ghost Recon Breakpoint content? And does it excite you in your balls? Uh, well, my balls are always excited. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm... I'm... Well, there's information for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I mean... Um... I, I liked uh, Wildlands a lot. Uh, unfortunately, because you guys didn't want to play it, because you played it like once and said near, um, I didn't get to play it online with you guys. Um, so I've mainly played it alone, which is sad and very depressing. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It looked great. The world was massive. Everything was good. Everything it, just, it was great. And it was kind of like almost like um, the Splinter Cell game that never has happened yet. Um, but it's kind of edging closer to the sort of like a Splinter Cell open world. Um, so yeah, this is this has got me exciting. I, I didn't read uh, 
pick up much information about it. I'm not going to pre-order it because I never do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, like, I'm surprised it's come out. Uh, it got announced when it did. I thought they'd probably maybe announced Watch Dogs 3 first, but um, especially after quite soon after Division 2 as well. It's very, very soon. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm in. I'll probably get it. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, we had speculated in the past that uh, this Ubisoft's kind of open space this Christmas was going to be Watch Dogs 3, and we now know it's going to be Ghost Recon, uh, which I'm a little disappointed about because I'm so because I just want to play Watch Dogs again. But um, I thought the trailer was pretty cool. There's a real division feel to it. Did you get that, or was that just me? I did, uh, and I started to think to myself uh, as I was watching the trailer. Funny enough, I was thinking, why is there a division, and why is there Ghost Recon? Because they're both pretty much the same now. Um, I mean, Ghost Recon. Uh, Wildlands uh, is, is more more military, even the army. You got you know helicopters and you can drive around and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and divisions probably a bit more like you know close close combat. You know in the in the, in the city, so to speak. You don't get a helicopter, no parachuting, that kind of thing. But um, gameplay wise, it's essentially the same. And the, the strange thing is, when you're playing division, it's got a really good cover uh, cover uh, system, um, which which is probably one of the best out there. Um, and Ghost Recon, funny enough, although it's a third-person shooter, it doesn't have a cover system. It's really weird, and it really needs one. I think it should just merge the two and call it Ghost Division Wild Washington or something, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be great. Uh, but I'm, I'm in. I'll probably buy it. I love an open world, and I love Ubisoft games, so yeah, I'm in. Can you imagine that at E3? Ladies and welcome, Ghost Division Recon... Washington. <laughs> really yeah, rolls off the tongue, that one, doesn't it? I'd buy it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, the weird that is a weird thing you mentioned about the Division and Ghost Recon, and even like things like Rainbow Six, you know, they do all kind of merge into each other. They have a very similar uh, gameplay aesthetic. Yeah. I'll, and, I'll Rainbow Six, obviously, first-person shooter. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, although um, I do miss uh, Rainbow Six in the uh, Vegas Vegas games were great because it was first person, but it flipped to a third person using cover. And that is one of the greatest game mechanics ever. And I yep, don't know yep. why people don't use that more often. It's so good. But anyway, tangent. No, it's cool, man. Uh, Greg, are you excited for Ghost Recon Breakpoint? No. All right, cool. I <laughs> I didn't actually like Wildlands. I'm one of those people that really like. I really enjoyed Future Soldier. Um, I think they should return to that formula of smaller levels. I mean, I know there were corridor-based levels, but have a compromise. Smaller, very close camera system. It wasn't open world, so it wasn't a big draw. It was a nice and concise. The time, the aiming, uh, the mechanic with that, with the mark and shoot thing, not mark and shoot, mark and execute. No, that was Splinter Cell. Uh, there was a synchronized shot you could do, like which me. was... Absolutely sweet on Future Soldier, even with the AI or your friends, but you can mark up to four people with the four of you, and like the, the shot caller does a timer, and then it does, it does it automatically, and it's a nice little alert. It does that in Ghost Recon, though, in Wildlands. Yeah, I just I didn't like Wildlands. I just thought it played too much like a mild Just Cause, and too much reliance on helicopter travel and that kind of stuff. And I prefer, I mean, we all know I love stealth games, so I, I preferred Future Soldier and trying to do it sneaky sneaky, apart from the scripted bits where you couldn't. And with a new one, having not seen any gameplay footage yet, I'm very cautious because I've been bitten by that one before. Fun enough with Watch Dogs. How and that was dare a, you? That was, that was the last you? time I, 
I spent 90 quid on that friggin' limited edition set from Watch Dogs with this bloody Aiden Pierce statue, and the game was fucking shite. The ending was so disappointed. I thought there was going to be some big conspiracy. It's going to be this. It's not. It, it wasn't. It was some crappy old dude who was buying off the mayor, and the mayor killed someone, and that was it. Fucking hated it. I um, enjoyed it a lot. So... <laughs> Yeah, I've got. I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in Breakpoint. Back to, back on topic. Ran over. Blood pressure down. I'm not interested in Breakpoint until I see some gameplay footage. Really. So we'll see. I mean, if you guys are getting it, then yeah, it's going to be good fun to co-op. Yeah, I but imagine I, I'll. I imagine I'll probably pick it up. But our track record with co-op is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this and all play it. And we played World War Z once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not great. So we need to. I mean, like you know, I, I may get it. We'll, we'll see. But there's there's other stuff that I'm more interested in. Yeah, I mean, Cyber- it's at the end of the year, so there's going to be, it's a busy period, isn't it? So. Yeah, unless they magically drop Cyberpunk between now and the end of the year, but I don't think they're going to do that. Seems unlikely. Seems yeah. unlikely. October 4th, actually, it's coming out, because we've got Breakpoint. PS4, Windows PC, and Xbox One, and it's going straight to the Epic Game Store. So, sorry, Steam players. It's, <laughs> not, it's over. You're going to have to move on. <laughs> it's going to go straight into the Christmas sales. Sorry, cynicism aside, it's going to be lovely. Damn. Ah, be right. Ghost Recon's got a massive audience. I mean, Wildlands is still being supported now. You know, they've just added um, two free missions starring John Bernthal, which I believe is the Punisher. He is. is. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they've added two Punisher esque uh, levels. And the, the Wildlands stuff has been pretty good. Am I right in thinking that there was a, there was a Splinter Cell themed mission at some point? There it was, was yeah. Sam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam Fisher rocks up, and you you have to basically you're playing Sam Fisher's support, and there's a lovely little tribute to Metal Gear Solid in there as well because he's talking to not Grim's daughter. She's he's, he's talking. Uh, Sam Fisher's talking to the handler from Ghost Recon, whoever she is, um, and she says he says like, oh, who else is active? What about the guy with the bandana? And she's like, no, he's been quiet for quite a few years now and it's like mm-hmm. oh <laughs> <laughs> damn uh, oh, yeah that's cool though so does that does that mean that solid snake and sam fisher exist in the same universe i think it was just more like a like a nod you know that when they put assassin's creed things in witcher games mm. i think it's more yes. like a you know you see like cory barlog and other studios celebrating success on twitter i think it's just more like a nod to because splinter cell metal gear used to be like the two stealth franchises in the vastly different games but they used to be like the two sort of big and hitman like the big mainstays of stealth games yeah so I, th- I think it was more like a you know here's a nod to this speaking of i would love to see another splinter cell game oh off the God, back of i'm just dying for another splinter cell game it'd be nice yeah. if it could happen i mean i know i wrote six months ago uh eve's gilmot no um one of the other ubisoft producers said you know we'd love to do one it's just the resources it'd be nice mm. if it came back but I mean that there, there is, will be is one. that a shorthand way of saying we haven't got the inclination to make it or well you know what it's like that whole uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 wasn't it that was always said oh it's in the works we you know we might be doing it we don't know what's happening with it blah 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 you know cut it is like a boom it's a great big you know Beyond Good and Evil yeah, 2 yeah that looks terrible I don't understand what the game is to be fair but it looks quite good did you play Beyond Good and Evil I did yeah so what the what the fuck is going on with this new one then? Apparently it's some prequel thing or not or something. And they yeah, I don't know. I they, thought it looked a bit think, like they think it's Jade flying the ship that attacks the heroes one, and the weird Cockney monkey with a robot hat. I just thought it looked fucking shite. But <laughs> I'd like to be proven wrong. But I'm not getting my hopes up about Beyond Good and Evil too. Yeah, 
No, no, um, me neither, really. I mean, when, I don't even remember there was a trailer come out years ago and there's a, a trailer of Jade sort of running through buildings doing some parkour and stuff. That I got excited about because it looked great. Uh, this one, I don't really understand what sort of game it is. I don't know if it's like a space strategy game is or like someone. Is it? Am I right in thinking it's some online thing? Or I don't know. I don't know. There's so little information about it still. But it's quite, isn't it? Quite uh, ambitious, as in you can travel to planets, like in um, that Hello Games thing. What's it called? No Man's Pie. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, no next day. I thought it's. Can it be a bit like that? Like travel to planets and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to hear much more about Beyond Good and Evil for a while. Unless nah. Ubisoft decide to drop it at E3 this year and go, and it's out now! Yeah, yeah it's, it's out, it's out at the same time as <laughs> out on the same day as Half-Life 3. Um, yeah, you can think yeah. of the list that's of games that Ubisoft are constantly working on. I mean, it's just crazy. when you. That's why they need their own conference, because it's not only just that. They've got like Skull and Bones, that um, that pirate game is coming out at some point in the future. Yes. Um, possibly Watch Dogs Three, according to Jason Schreier, Kotaku is happening. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon, Just Dance. Busy guys over there. Of course they have the resources yeah. to make a Splinter Cell. Christ of alive. Of course, of course. We can, but hope. I mean, I mean, Splinter Cell sucks. But if you guys are yeah. excited about it, then I'm not even going to rise to that. With me, that's what she said. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to Anthem. Oh, fucking Anthem. <laughs> uh, if you remember a little while ago, a, a video game called Anthem came out, which was made by Bioware, the guys that made the Mass Effect trilogy. And we were all like, wow, this is really exciting. You get to be Iron Man in a world made by Bioware. How exciting. It came out and it was total garbage, in my opinion. <laughs> and since then, in, in an amazing twist of fate, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, recent updates have crashed the game. Recent updates have lost people's saves. I haven't actually played it since I was in that review period. So I, I deleted it almost instantaneously <laughs> the day it came out. Uh, it, was just, it was just a very, very poor experience. And we're curious as to whether or not it's actually good yet. Well, so we're going to have a little bit of a this, post-mortem this on is, it right now. Yes, this is why I thought we should have a post-mortem because I've been playing, um, I was playing Anthem and then that didn't work ever. So I sort of stopped that and I played Division 2. And I thought I'd go through Division 2 uh, and then maybe go through Zay's Gone and then go back to Anthem. Because what I played a bit, I quite enjoyed. I quite liked that whole kind of grinding out, flying around. It was quite good. So, but I could never get a game. So I thought, put it away, let all the updates and patches happen. I'll load it up after a couple of months and uh, get back into it. I delete my save game on purpose so I could start fresh. So I put a game in the other day, this literally last week, and the same fucking screen come up saying, cannot connect internet. And apparently I've got to check my internet connection because of it. Those fucking slags still can't get the damn internet working. So Do you um, know no, do you know do you know what I was gonna say? Do you know what the issue do you know what do you know what's causing that? Fucking EA and Bioware probably. Because okay. because the, the number of players has dropped off so substantially, worse than like the division did on its first sort of few months. Because the player base has dropped so exponentially high, they're actually struggling to connect people. There's so few games people playing Anthem, they're struggling to connect people to play games. Oh <laughs> they're struggling God. to find people. You it's know, like, terrible. Yeah, the you know, thing like, that winds me up is that game, when it came out, it was premium. It? It's 50 quid. And I've hardly played it. Now, 
In any other society, in every, in every world, in any other shop, whatever it is, if you buy something that's unusable or un, unfit for purpose, you can get your money back. You can try, you can take it back and say, look, it doesn't work, I want money back, and you'll get it. But with, for some reason, some reason, with games, uh, they can release some pile of shit and go, oh, there's a day one patch. You know, you've got to wait five years to it download, but there's a patch. Uh, and then the patch don't work. And so I've got this game I paid 50 quid for, which I still can't play. And I just think that is terrible because there's no way you can get your money back or anything. There's nothing. There's nothing for it. It's just a, a fucking frisbee now. Do you know what I mean? I'm as well throw out the window. It's 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 a really worrying state of affairs of how games are going these days. You know, and I, just, I don't think it's fair on gamers. I think I think uh, companies just want to release any old pile of shit. They think, yeah, we can patch it. It's great. And when the patch don't work, then they go, oh, well, I'll give up now. Fuck it. It's just it's a shit. It really really puts a fucking uh, down on, on games, I think that's terrible, terrible business model. Wankers, anyway. Are you slightly annoyed by that, Paul? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I love you. you I mean, I'd like, I'd like to have a post mortem about how the game is, but I can't fucking play the game, so there's no post mortem <laughs> to have, is there? It's so, like a proper press, press F moment, isn't it? Yeah, there's. In my review, I did a, a paragraph about just little moments of the game that I hated. Um, so I said, there's little about Anthem that's user-friendly. I hate the menus with the passion. Have the menus been upgraded or updated? Uh, I don't know. I can't load it up. Has it been an... <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a game. It's, it's infuriating. It, you know, it, and it's the, like I said, the worst part of it is, it goes, cannot connect to servers. Check your internet connection. Like, oh, <laughs> that's fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Hey, my internet, mate. It's your fucking game. <laughs> I'm a geezer. I live in London. It's all well That's fast, it. isn't it? It's not mine. It ain't, it ain't fucking gigabytes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> gigabytes um, coming up with fucking ear rolls. Fucking wangers. Oh, that's what I put. I hate that I have to walk to my javelin every single time I want to leave Fort Tarsus. Now, I know that for a fact has been fixed. Um, I oh, know okay. that came up in an update. So you don't have to walk all the way through Fort Tarsus just to get to your javelin now. I know that much is a thing. So well done. I hate the game's golf, USP. Golf the damn flying feels great for an hour and then out of nowhere becomes a slog. I hate that my javelin can overheat. So when I'm actually enjoying getting around the world, I have to shoot down to water just to cool down my jets, which is still to this day one of the worst things about that game. Yes, it is terrible. I mean, it was, I sort of understand that, you know, you can't just fly around forever because you need some kind of upgrade them eventually you know some kind of upgrade path for your jets i get it but the the, the time you could fly was so fucking short mm. you know you could take off and you just land back like a second later it's like you know it might get a pogo stick Do you know what i mean ridiculous <laughs> oh i really hate that i had to look online to find out which button to press to switch my weapon around it was just from day one yeah like you said from day one it was just an absolute mess and you know i finished my review saying how they've managed to make essentially an iron man simulator set in pandora feel tedious is a mathematical mystery i'll never find the answer to that's a great and, line by the way thanks man thank you very much i've had it tattooed on my back Excellent. and <laughs> you know it's I, I really don't want to be so fucking down on it but it doesn't seem like it's getting any better Right, that's and, that, a, and that's it. And that's a yeah. really strange thing. I mean, what the hell happened with this game? I don't know. Is it, if you look at Destiny, which is a, pretty much the same sort of game, isn't it? I mean, that came out and that was a big, that was a big deal. And you know, it might not have been perfect, but every kind of little update they made, they, they made the game better and better and better. And that's how it should be. That's fine. I get that. You can release a game that's playable 
Uh, and then as you go through time, you can these updates that just smooth the whole operating system out, whatever. That's fine. I get that. Um, but to release a game that just fundamentally just doesn't work and what, uh, what, three, four months later still doesn't work. That's, that's unforgivable. Um, so, you know, EA can do one and Bioware can do a bigger one and fuck them. You know what I mean? Done. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's an anthem post-mortem for you. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them, yeah. I was really looking forward to that game because, you know, three of us are going to get it or four of us are going to get it and just fly around and do stuff. Um, but we can't. Uh, and they're wasting me money and, yeah. Yeah, I played... Probably two games with Sean, and in that time we were cut off twice. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, uh, it's unforgivable. And it seems that um, in a recent investors call, EA have revealed uh, that Anthem has not sold to expectations, uh, which is not really that surprising. It seems that the sales have been quite underwhelming. It might, I hope to God, it doesn't affect Bioware as a team, because EA have this wonderful uh, thing about them that they just get rid of uh, teams when they don't perform. Especially yeah. off the back of uh, Andromeda as well. Yes, exactly. So Bioware haven't been, you know, I think in 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 the public zeitgeist, Bioware haven't been as good as we know they can be since the third Mass Effect, right? Second. 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 Oh, oh, sorry. Do we not do we not talk about Mass Effect three? It was alright, but it was not a patron of second. Second was all three. It, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, the game Anthem came out in February. It feels like it was bloody years ago now. February. Jeez, it so does feel like we're talking. It feels like we're talking about it in the in the past tense, as in like it died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still going. It's still alive, I believe. Um, so you know, if you're listening to this and you have a, a different perspective on Anthem, then do get in touch because I would like to know if you're still playing it. Then I'd love to know what what it's like now and how different it is because I don't feel like I'm going to jump into it anytime soon. Just uh, Paul, did you myself. just Paul? Did you just say that's five months ago? Sorry, no. Nah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought we were in the fifth month now. I had to do a quick... Oh, for like three months ago. But yeah, yeah I okay. Think... I was just like, hang on. <laughs> but still, three months would be enough time to get a game to work, surely. You could probably fucking program a game in three months, surely. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Go <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Where's Dreams? I'm going to get on it. I'm going to yeah. Anthem in Dreams and do it in three months. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Get Dreams and remake Anthem. That's the plan. <laughs> I bet you it'd work though. You heard it first, people. <laughs> <laughs> Look out on thinkingguns.net soon for Paul's remake of Anthem. Made in dreams. It'd be stick figures, but it'd be great. It'd work. Oh, it'd be better than what they have, I imagine. Yeah. I might. mean, the whole the lack of people playing causing matchmaking issues is absolutely astonishing. Because the biggest, you know, publicly the biggest issue with matchmaking is there's normally too many people playing. Uh, that it finds it difficult in order to find matchmaking. But now there's not enough people playing. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Uh, smart. Is I'd, I'd never thought for a minute that would be a reason why. Uh, but then you think about it, it's never worked. So people say, I ain't going to bother. And the point is sold it and, you know, later. Yeah. I mean, I really don't want, you know, I really want Bioware to continue. I'd love them to make Anthem cool because there, there's, you know, my, my review was a 5 out of 10, which isn't great. But I know for sure that there's something there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is basically a third-person destiny where you can fly around. Who doesn't want that? It's great, but yeah, it's just it's flawed so badly and it's just so buggy and just, oh my God. Yeah, all my £50 back, EA, please. Thank you very much. Hmm. Uh, Greg, you haven't played it yet, have you? 
No, and you guys really aren't selling it to me. I played the... Um, I mean, I can talk about it now because it's out. I got on the alpha for stress testing the server. Uh, I managed to get about 20 minutes in, but again, it was a stress test the server and we had to sign an NDA, which was brilliant because people on Twitter were then going... Oh yeah, it was alright, but the server connection was terrible. And it's like, did you not read the premise of what you were doing? <laughs> but that, that's all I've played. I've played the twenty minutes of the uh, the alpha before they changed some of the voice cast and what you were meant to do. And I was like you guys, I was really looking forward to it. I wanted it to be good. Uh, I enjoyed the flying mechanic. I mean, they hadn't put the animations in yet where you transition from jump to flying, so it was just this weird like. Almost like a no clip, not no, not no clip, like a like a phase of being upright, like vertical, horizontal, flying. Um, oh. But I enjoyed the flying mechanic, and yeah, I thought good. the shoot, I thought the shooting was a bit lost planety. It was very loose. Um, again, this was an alpha build, so I can't really compare it to today's release. I I wanted to enjoy it. I had when I when they announced it, you, you know my cynicism with like online only service games, and oh, just you? forced no. forced yeah. Forced multiplayer. I'm a I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. I like playing by myself. Um, Saucy. Oh, okay. That's why I carefully phrased that before I said it. <laughs> I one of you fuckers. Will pick up. Um, I like the option to play multiplayer, not the forced. It's only a multiplayer game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Actually. But I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted to, I wanted to look forward to it. Uh, well, I thought flying jetpacks. You know, like Paul said, this is going to be the Iron Man game. This is what we want. Or like Ross said, sorry. Uh, and I wanted to enjoy it. And then I just saw it do an Icarus flight of hype and straight down. I just thought, no, I, I don't even want to pick that up ever. Unless they unless they do a Final Fantasy fourteen, scrap it all off, redo it properly. I'm not interested. Is that what it done with Final uh, Fantasy fourteen? Final Fantasy fourteen was awful. Um because it's the second online one, did it? Because Final Fantasy Seven, uh, Seven, Final Fantasy Eleven was an online title on I had it on the 360. Uh, Final Fantasy Fourteen came out and it had so many issues that they just basically pulled it and then relaunched it as a Realm Reborn. And apparently, it's got a very good like player base nowadays. Oh, okay, interesting. So if, if they if they could do that with Anthem, um, I might be persuaded. You know, oh, if, if, they do it, if they do it with Anthem, then they should give it to free to the people who really bought the damn fucking game. That's what I reckon. Yeah, they, I mean, I think they did that with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Or there was oh, a. That's good. If if you've got a purchase history, then it was like here you go by way of apology. Yeah, if they did that, I might be swayed. But as it stands, no. Hell no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's our thoughts on Anthem. All very positive and jolly. <laughs> and and no swearing at all whatsoever. No, no, not at all. Um, talking of EA multiplayer games, I mean Battlefield Five. You played that yet? Either of you? Nope. I haven't, no. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2? Battlefront 2, yes, I played it. I mean, see, see previous point about online games. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not, you, you're not much of a Battle Royale man, are you? Only the film. Oh, yes. <laughs> Great film. Ah, uh, The Hunger Games. I missed that film. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember walking into a. I think it was a Woolworths, even actually, back in the day in Taunton. And seeing a copy of Battle Royale, but it was done out in a very Hunger Gamesy kind of way. So the logo was had the Hunger Games font. Um, the Battle Royale, the like the, the circular red BR, and um, that they have on the front of all the uh, 
DVD covers was 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 on fire, like the Hunger Games thing, and it was. So I know you're straight talking shit because Woolworths closed before Hunger Games came out, and you've done it. You've annoyed me now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> take, take your take your anachronisms and stick it up your ass. Right. Well, I'm just saying. I just saw it. <laughs> I saw a Hunger Games wasn't out movie. when Woolies was around. I mean, it was, but uh, well, uh, no, it wasn't. So when did Woolies close? Well, Years ago. I saw this DVD case in Woolworths for Battle Royale. Yeah, but you wouldn't have seen Hunger Games in there. I mean, I've got. I'll, I'll show you the goddamn picture. Uh, <laughs> this is fighting talk. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, was it? It might have been Woolworths. I don't know. It could have been a blast of it. <laughs> 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 I saw it. Damn it! I saw it. Oh man. Fuck the Hunger Games. Good lord. The last two were so terrible. But they were better than Battle Royale, so we'll move on. <gasps> Don't do it, Paul. Don't do it. <laughs> hold me back. Hold, hold me back. back. I'll hold back. <laughs> I'm joking. I remember Battle Royale 2. Oh, yeah, no, that's fucking awful. Yeah, that wasn't great, was it? Was there oh, a third no. one as well? I'm pretty sure there was a third no, one as well. No, no, no. Two killed it. The whole concept of the second one was the adult, uh, the, the kids from the first film have all gone to an island somewhere to take out their, their mission is to rid the world of adults but that makes no sense because what about when they get older um, <laughs> and so they send in they send in more kids to take them out but they've paired them up and their collars explode if they go too far from each other or one of them dies or whatever but they send them in, in like a beat a saving private ryan style beach landing so if one gets shot the other one's like oh great here we go <laughs> yeah and it's oh Oh, it's fucking awful. Sequels, kids, not always a good idea. <laughs> well, the first one was pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorites. Very, very briefly, um, talking of Battle Royale, segue. Uh, Tetris 99, one of the best Battle Royales out there right now, um, has just got itself a offline update. Bear in mind, Tetris 99 is a free video game. Uh, it's just got itself an offline update, which you need to pay 9.99 for. Which is interesting. So you can play Battle but you're playing against 98 uh, AIs rather than people. Oh, I see. And so I guess it's a way to practice the game. But yeah, they want uh, they want nine pounds for you to play the game offline. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I can't work that one out. Oh, it's weird. It's weird to pay for an offline. Um, yeah, but essentially you get a game of Tetris, which is never a bad thing. No, no, no. Um, but maybe a ten hour delay. I never got to play ninety nine actually um, online, which is a shame. I would have beat everyone. We should do that. Why don't you give it a go? Uh, it's only on Switch, isn't it? It is on Switch. You have a Switch. Yeah, I sold it, though. You sold it today? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Why did you get rid of your Switch? Oh, do you know what? I'll tell you why. Because it's been sitting on my TV for about the last year. I have not touched it other than to review the games that your game would get sent through. Um, it's, I, just don't, I don't play it. Um, so I just thought I'd say it. It's just, just me and my PlayStation now. I'm a one console kind of guy. You're going to miss out on so many great games. I know, but I also figured that um, there'd probably be a Switch Mark 2 at some point, so if it's that good, I'll probably get that. <laughs> so many great Devolver games like My Friend Pedro and Katana Zero. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't really have top time to play games much anymore, so I, I, what I play the most is the PlayStation, so I figured I'd keep that one. Um, and yeah, yeah, Switch is just taking up room there. So. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I'd probably regret yeah. it, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's not like you uh, you sold a game because you couldn't beat the last boss, is it? No, I, I wouldn't know. do that. That's just lame. It's fucking stupid as that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going quiet over there. 
I'm just storing them up. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, right, finally, um, I went to the cinema today, and I went to see uh, The Almighty Detective Pikachu, uh, which is, of course, a video game based in the Pokemon world. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I just thought I'd share my impressions, and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as I was hoping it to be. The two trailers, as fantastic as they were, gave off the impression that this was going to be a proper kind of Pokemon romp, uh, a bit of a ride all the way through, and it it starts off really slowly, it ends really badly, and the middle is pretty good. So there's like a third of a good film in there, but fortunately, the good is really good, and Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu is an absolute delight. So if you have any interest in going to see it, it's probably worth checking out because it is a lot of fun. And if you have kids, they're going to love it, or the kids that were in the cinema. They were very, very loud when it first started. By the end, they were completely silent, just transfixed with all the Pokemon goodness that was happening on the screen. So hmm. if you're at all interested, then uh, give it a blast because it's it's pretty damn good. It, for some reason, it reminds me of the Super Mario Brothers film, and I don't know why. Um, I can I can confirm it's infinitely better than Super Mario Brothers. Well, yeah, it wouldn't have to be bad, you know, try hard to do that. But uh, something about it just reminds me. I, I, I don't know. It has that kind of I don't know that kind of vibe. I don't know. I've not seen it, so I wouldn't know. But um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. He's just great at everything he does, really. As long as it's voiceover. He's terrible as a Green Lantern. So maybe he should do voiceovers <laughs> from now on, you know? Well, you know, he's, pre- he's pretty good at Deadpool. Yeah, but, you know, he's probably better with his mask on and his mask off. Wow, maybe. man. What is your beef with Ryan Reynolds? No, no, no beef. No beef. I'm just saying he's, you know, he's probably more humorous <laughs> and funny when he's got his mask and playing Deadpool rather than the, the scarred up dude. Just saying. I see. Is there any particular uh, video game movie that you enjoyed? Uh, Mortal Kombat? Me. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. I paid fifteen ninety nine for that soundtrack on CD like 20 years ago. Nice. Yeah, you did. What other video game movies have there been? I'm drawing a blank. Street Fighter. Oh, no, terrible. I don't care that. Double Dragon. I don't care that. Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, not bad. Resident mm-hmm. Evil, first one. Uh, not bad. Uh, uh, Hitman, no. Oh, Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was fucking... House of the Dead, the Yui Bowl one. Oh, my God. Oh, what's that? Uh, Max Payne, I can't believe how much they fucked that one up. Cause that had yep, so much yep they really did. Yep. Why did... Why did... They struggle to make a good film out of a video game. I don't understand Silent it. Silent Hill? Because um, you can't. You have to make it for the largest common denominator, don't you? So you can't make a game uh, adaptation to a film of the exact game because it's not going to draw in the people that haven't played the game. So you've got to make it to a broader audience. Yeah, I know. But take Max uh, Max Payne, for example. Uh, it was, it was you know, Max Payne, just like Max Payne 3 from Rockstar. That sort of completely re, uh, redone Max Payne, didn't it? That was great. Yeah. Really, really good game that was. And they could have just based it on that. And that would have been fine because it could have been a generic kind of just generic movie or, you know, but it's got Max Payne. So, you know, that would have worked. But it, what they come up with was just terrible. And that it was a lack great. of slow-mo. That was the weird thing. There's, there was, yeah. Considering Max Payne is a game that sort of pioneered, uh, came out around the time of bullet time hype. There's only like three slow-mo bits in the entire film. Now, considering Zack Snyder is famous for doing it in 300, you think they could have incorporated some of that in Max Payne, but no, they went for Mark Wahlberg going, huh? Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, yeah, it was a swing and a miss. I mean, it was better than 
Alone in the Dark. But I'll tell you who'd done slow-mo really well, and that was the Judge Dredd movie. That was great. Yes. That, slow-mo, that was proper slow-mo. I really hashtag, that. hashtag Mate Dredd 2. No, there's a, there's a brilliant bit, going back to the House of Dead film, because it's so shockingly awful. There's a brilliant bit where they're running across a wooden bridge that's like three inches off the water, so it's basically like a small bridge over a puddle. And one of the main whatever's falls over one of the characters falls over and puts the hand through an upturned nail in the bridge and my immediate thought was who the fuck has nailed that upside down <laughs> how are they how are they nailed that upside down because the bridge is only three inches off of water surely you would nail the planks downwards and anyway it just really blew my mind like <laughs> of all the things in the film i was like this is so bad that i've even noticed that yeah you should probably uh stop being so attentive it's all I know. I'm full of useless film trivia. It's all I know. Don't <laughs> take that away from me. Film. Yeah, no, it's fine. We, we, when there's a quiz about useless film trivia, we'll give you a call. Exactly. Yes. We did a um, back in the day on our old podcast on uh, the Thumb Culture Cast. We uh, we had a we had Thumb Wars, if you remember, P. Oh God, yeah. And we did a video game movie one with uh, with John from Hey You Guys, and it was uh, it was quite enlightening actually to see how difficult it was to narrow four favorite video game movies down terrible uh, because there's not really been that many good ones uh but they're not really a thing anymore though are they back in the 90s they were they were quite quite a big deal early i don't know well i was gonna say i mean i mean i've done uh, that sonic fucking hedgehog that looks that just gives me the creeps that fucking thing i mean uh, you guys went around last week in short and i talked about it so yeah very quickly what are your thoughts on sonic the hedgehog uh it gives me the fear I don't like it. I'd rather I'd rather have a spider <laughs> on the wall than see that Sonic the Hedgehog. I tell you, it just it looks weirdly human. He's not. When will Segan and these people realise that he's not a fucking human? Why is he kissing that princess in that game? I have no idea. It's a bit weird. And now they've got this weird hedgehog-human hybrid. It's like hedgehog face with really long human legs and fingers. It just doesn't look right, and it creeps me the fuck out. So I'm out. I thought he wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, Paul, this has been my favourite podcast with you so far. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Don't give me Sonic <laughs> I didn't like the trailer. Uh, I didn't like the look of Sonic. No one did, hence why they are rebooting it. Um, I don't really rate Sonic as a character anymore. You know, Sonic for me, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was the pinnacle. I don't care for anything Sonic's done recently. I, I was saying that, I haven't played Sonic Mania, so don't flame me on that one. I will play Sonic Mania because it's 2D Sonic. But oh Sonic is his... Shut up. Well, yeah, get me that instead of Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I'll get you both. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care for wacky voiced Sonic. I don't care for his like, hey, you guys, we're gonna go fast. I don't care for it. I don't like Sonic as a talking fucking hedgehog. So making a movie is just completely uninteresting to me. And Robotnik, I love Jim Carrey, but that is such a miscast. It, it looks. It does look like one of those terrible '90s films. As I say, it, it looks like a film. Uh, a film that should have come out in the '90s. It just looks rubbish. like twenty years but, too late. Yeah. Yeah. But if there's a scene where you've got a killer whale jumping over you as you're running away from something, I'd, I'd probably watch it. I think it'd be quite cool. I just love your your. Uh, it gives me the fear. That sounds like a. <laughs> it's uh, like an early, illness, isn't it? <laughs> uh, early nineteenth century thing about ghosts. It just looks so freaky. It just creeps me out. I hate it. it gives me the fears. It gives um, me fear. Yeah, it makes me want to buy you like a, a framed picture of uh, of movie Sonic. What, with oh, his teeth. Man. That you can just put up in your wall. <laughs> yeah, with, with his just, human teeth and his human hands. I'd just but... love to know who was the yeah. who was the who was the, the the target demographic for that trailer. They must have done a test. 
I know they do test screenings of films, but do they not put that trailer out to a core team of Sonic fans first, or they just go, nah? Or do you think, do you think, controversial opinion, they're doing the biggest troll in the world ever? Because the director's gone, okay, okay, we hear your feedback, we're going to rechange it, and the film's out in six months. Do you think that was a goof trailer to get the hype? Maybe. This this is something that me and Sean discussed last week because uh, I was following that theory that you're talking about. And if you had listened to the podcast last week, you would have already known what we were going to say about it. Greg. I write for you guys. I have to listen to ourselves. <laughs> you weren't even on it. You weren't even on it. I know. I know. Sorry. I, I haven't been able to this week. But now you spoil it for me. So <laughs> um, yeah, we had a long discussion about whether or not this is Paramount are doing this on purpose. That they purposely put out a terrible trailer in order to go, hey, look at us, we're heroes now, we're going to go back and change it. I don't buy into it myself, I think it's ridiculous, but I don't know, maybe that's where we are now with movie marketing. <laughs> I just don't have... I don't it, would, that weird. it would be the great, it would probably be the greatest Rickroll in history. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point the Sonic movie is just an hour and a half of Rick Astley just playing over and over and over again. Uh, I don't know, I mean, I I, it, reminds, it reminds me, it could be, wouldn't that, um, what's that film that come out where they, uh, God, you know, there's something about North Korea. Um, the interview? Yeah. Um, and there's a big thing come out, like, oh, you know, North Korea is going to like cyber hackers and all this kind of shit. It's all a load of crap. And it's just marketing for the film, which is terrible. But, you know, so it's not out of the question. It could be like a goofy thing. Or, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. It's plausible. It's a, it's a goof trailer. But why? We shall see. Why, why would they do that? I don't know. Why would, they make time? Why, would, why would they make a Sonic film in the first place? But hey, look, we're talking about it, so it's, the question. it's worked. Yeah. This is true. If it wasn't such a hideous trailer, we wouldn't be talking about it, would we? So it's worked in that sense. Bravo. It is difficult. I love Sonic to my bones, so I know I'm going to go see this stupid thing anyway. Of course you are. So, <laughs> irregardless of, of what Sonic they're like. I mean, I've watched the trailer so many times just trying to get over Sonic's look. I mean, it ultimately didn't matter in the end, but yeah, I mean, I don't care. Sonic, cool, I'll buy anything Sonic makes. God damn Sonic. What they really should have done, and this is something I didn't bring up last week, but something that is great about Sonic these days is the Sonic Boom cartoon. And there are some really funny episodes of that. Not just like kid funny, but like generally funny, like funny for adults kind of episodes. And I really wish that they had kind of stuck with that. It's like a full CGI Sonic Boom movie, I would have been really down for that, but there we go. Such is life. See what this is now. This is like this. This is your Sonic. You love Sonic, so this is your movie thing, and you're probably going to go and see it, and you're going to hate every second of it. And that's exactly how I feel about the Transformers films. You see, so now you maybe get a little glimpse of the pain I've been suffering since the first film came out. Maybe. So eventually, when they spin off these Sonic movies into a Tales only movie, that'll It'll be, be my, great. That'll be my Bumblebee. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Nice. Okay, I'll look forward to that moment after the sixth Sonic movie. <laughs> and they go, guys, actually, we could do this better if we just, if we just narrowed it down to one Transformer. Yeah. Oh, all right. Huh. And Bumblebee was a lot of fun, I thought. It was great. I did enjoyed that. All right, then. We're going to wrap it up with Out This Week. And this week, it's pretty damn packed. We have A Plague Tale, Innocence, which is coming from Focus Interactive. And it may or may not be the game that I've been playing all week. Who's... To say, I have no idea. Uh, that's due on the 14th, alongside the almighty Rage 2 from Bethesda, which is going to launch in two days' time. So it's going to be pretty wild. Greg, you're jumping on that one, I believe. 
at some point. Yes, looking forward to that. Good, good. Um, it looks fine. I wasn't a massive fan of the first one, but um, I think Rage 2 is one of those games that I'm going to pick up down the line in in a sale, I think, to be honest. But if you're excited for it, it's out on Tuesday. Huzzah! Bubsy, Pools on Fire, is out on the 16th of May. Uh, if you really need another Bubsy game in your life, uh, that's coming mm-hmm. from UFO Interactive. Also, coming out on May the 14th, is Hyper Elite V2 Remastered. So, if you do want to jump back into Rebellion's classic game with some shiny graphics, then you can do so from Tuesday. So that's coming out uh, this week. And so that does just about wrap up the podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, this is, of course, the Thinking Guns podcast. You can get this podcast on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcasts. And you can get it on Podbean every single week. You can find us on Twitter, on Finger Guns, at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. You can find us on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash Finger Guns UK. If you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. And you can subscribe to our Twitch channel. We are now Twitch Affiliates. And yeah, we need to play more on Twitch. We know it will happen soon. But if you do want to come and join us over there, then yeah, give us your free Prime. That'd be amazing. You don't have to, of course. You can give it to anyone you like. But if you want to give it to us, because we're lovely, that'll be swell. And of course, we also have a Patreon. This entire podcast is funded and hosted by our patrons. And so if you feel like we've done a, we've done a good job and we deserve a little bit of extra cash, it's like, I think it's 79p a month now. I think it's gone down to what it was before. Uh, thanks to... Thanks to the uh, the lessening uh, worth of the pound. Uh, so that does bring an end to this week's podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. So it's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. A goodbye from Mr. Paul Collins. Toodles. And a goodbye from me. We'll see you next week on the Finger Guns Podcast. Pew.